0: What's up everybody I'm your host Tiffany Hoyd, and you're listening to Hog Haven's Riled Up bringing you the hottest Redskins topics with a twist. Last time we talked about Ron Rivera who was just named head coach of our beloved Redskins. Well now Rivera has his full coaching staff together and big things are in motion in the DMV area. We have so much to discuss today and I want to hop right in
1: and introduce my co-host for today, Alana Bearfield. Welcome to the show, Alana. Tiff, I can't thank you enough for having me on the show today, and I'm so excited to talk everything that has to do with the Redskins. No, thank you,
0: Alana. And we have a very special guest with us here today. We have Isaiah George. Welcome back to the show, Isaiah. He was a Rodent Fellow with us at ESPN's The Undefeated. Hey, Tiffany. I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we could talk about this uh, Ron Rivera hire and the rebuild that's about to go on. Isaiah, what are your thoughts on the addition of Ron Rivera? It's a it's a great first step.
2: You know, they got a known leader and a known winner. But there's so much more that has to be done in this offseason uh, to make sure that this rebuild starts going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with Isaiah Uh isaiah sounded a little hesitant though i mean i really feel that if ron rivera comes in he does what he needs to do by putting this team his name on the map he's literally breaking boundaries let's just look at the rooney rule real quick and the fact that the rooney rule is that you have to interview at least one non-white candidate and ron rivera is hired again within the nfl and i think that speaks volumes For sure, for sure. I think that
0: although Coach Rivera was a minority coach in the league last year and for the last couple years, for him to continue to be a coach and and take into account the fact that there are a limited amount of minority coaches in the league, it's very important that he's been hired here and that the Rooney Rule was taken into account. And also Isaiah, you and I had a very differing opinion on what we need to do with that draft pick for us in this twenty twenty draft. We might not need to go for the hometown kid Chase Young. We need to go for an offensive lineman. It's not the the flashiest pick, but it makes the most sense.
2: The thing is, we're about to there's a chance we could lose a lot of talent on that offensive line. Brandon Sheriff, who was just named to the Pro Bowl again, uh, his contract is up, right? So we have to give him a brand-new contract. Uh, Morgan Moses, the right tackle, got exposed this year. Uh, and to be honest, he had struggles in years before, but they couldn't be hid this past year. Um, so he's probably gone. Our left tackle, Trent Williams, that that information has been in the media and, and how bad that situa- situation was treated. So there's going to be a lot to try to bring him back and it's probably going to include more money. Uh, our left guard Eric Flowers, who rejuvenated his career and probably one of the best signings we had this past off season, um, we're going to have to sign him again because that was a one year contract. So there's a chance we lose four different offensive linemen on that line. And while Chase Young at two would be the best talent right on the on the board if the Bengals do pick. Joe Burrow and one mm-hmm. uh, with the picks we have left, is that enough to try to patch up this offensive line? And and I'm not sure necessarily that it is, and it's not necessarily that we have to do it by the draft, right? There's we can bring some of those guys back, we can try to do it in free agency. But the thing is, Dwayne Haskins was drafted by Dan Snyder. He is Dan Snyder's guy, and while Dan Snyder has given, you know, uh, Ron Rivera, the keys, literally, basically saying, you know, run this organization. I just don't think that he would be ready to give up on Dwayne Haskins as early, right? So I think right. he, he is going to, Ron Rivera is going to have to get him some help on that line. And the thing is that Carolina, just to be honest with you, with Cam Newton, Cam Newton is a a generational talent. He is a mm-hmm. a guy, he's a freak of nature. So when Carolina had their problems at the offensive line, you could mask that because Cam Newton was such a great player. While Dwayne has, right. I do believe he's a good player and he can be a great player. He is a guy that is going to throw from the pocket, so he needs an offensive line. And, and if mm-hmm. we ignore that and we just go with Chase Young in, um, in that first round, I think that may be a problem going forward
1: right and I mean there's no question about it we've seen that Scott Turner is a big fan of Haskins he knows his talent he's a big supporter but Ron Rivera wants to see how what he's doing on the off season because that can change a lot of factors of how the player is coming into the actual season and you know Joe Burrow the other night going against Clemson he was on fire
0: yeah I think that everyone sees Joe Burrow as a guy who can come in and immediately be an impact I think that The biggest difficulty with him would be is I I honestly don't see him falling to number two. I don't see him falling past number one. The Bengals are in need of a quarterback. They have A.J. Green. He's a free agent. It's like, A.J.'s like, okay, I'm not going to waste away the rest of my career here. Not everybody can be Larry Fitzgerald. So they need to get someone in there (laughs) who who can throw him the ball and hopefully produce some wins and get them down the road to a Super Bowl. The Redskins have an opportunity here to pick up some pieces that are necessary to get them to the next level. Ron Rivera Mm -hmm. was a good step. Isaiah, you alluded to that, like, okay, this is a good step, but I don't want to be too optimistic because we've seen history and we don't need it to repeat itself.
2: Mm -hmm. And and one of those histories, right, is – Tension between quarterback and, and head coach. We saw it with RG three and, and Mike Shanahan late in that ten year we saw it with RG three and Jay Gruden. We saw it with Kirk Cousins and the front office when we couldn't get him a contract that um, that, that would please him and the uh, team at the same time. And I don't want to see it with Dwayne Haskins and uh, Ron Rivera. And as we've seen in these last last couple of weeks of the um, regular season, Dwayne Haskell is a confident guy. And not only is he confident, he has a reason to be confident because, I mean, he improved on every game he played, literally. From that Giants game down to that last game before he had, um, he had to sit for the ankle injury. I mean, he improved in every way. But if we don't have that offensive line, it's going to look as if, especially to the casual fan, uh, that Haskins can't get it done when that's not necessarily the case. And while Chase Young is, a, like I said, a generational talent, a, a great pass rusher, um, coming from a great school in Ohio State, when we're we're moving to the four three, and when you look at it and you see the pass rushers that we already have, right? We have Jonathan Allen on that D line. We have Deron Payne on that D line. We have Matt Ioannidis, who is a, a pleasant surprise coming from Temple, and we already have him locked up on a three-year extension. We have Montez Sweat, who had eight sacks in his in his rookie year. i remind mm-hmm. you, who had eight sacks in their rookie year is Preston Smith, who's on the Green Bay Packers doing great things right now. Um, I think that the defensive line, and this is going to sound like I don't want Chase, L- Chase Young, but I'm just saying the defensive line is is stacked. So if you pick Chase Young... Now you're you're basically saying, all right, we're going to have him. And if you pick him at two, he has to start. I mean, that's just, it's too high of a pick for a guy to be coming off. Um, And you have to rotate somebody else. And to be honest, the defense is, it has so much talent. And with hiring Jack Del Rio, to be honest, I think you just have to shore up things on the back end at safety and maybe another corner. And I don't necessarily think D line is a uh a need for the Redskins but it would be hard to pass up Chase Young just because of the talent right now though mm-hmm. our top need if we can fix the offensive line in free agency and possibly you know re-signing a couple of these guys before the free agency period I think going for Chase Young won't be a problem but if that does not happen then we're going to have conflict on what we do with that number two pick and if we don't uh, if we don't fix it and we get Chase Young, uh, getting a guy in the third or maybe the fourth is probably not the answer because there's it would be so many holes on that line.
1: Uh, just going back to what Tiffany had mentioned about AJ Green, if they're going to make a move on him, they need to do it now. They need to start thinking about who they actually want uh, to build this team because. For instance, the Ravens possibly could be looking for, looking at A.J. Green because they have a long history of targeting wide receivers. Um, so they have to start thinking about this strategically.
0: They do. They have to think strategy at this point. Jack Del Rio made the comment, this defense needs to get faster. I don't think you get faster by going after any members of the defensive line right now because I think that we have young guys that are fast. I think, yeah, you can go after yeah. Chase Young that has that second gear, that third, fourth gear that's very different than a lot of players out there. But when he says get faster, he's talking about DBs. He's talking about lighter linebackers. That He's talking about guys that can get downfield, maybe a nickel coverage he wants to throw in there. And you can't do that with slow guys.
2: When you, you saw the problems with the Redskins early on, one and I and I hate to say it because I was high on him when we when we first signed him, Josh Norman. Uh, he has gotten to the point where he is a liability on defense, and I think that he thinks that the Ron Rivera hire will keep him in DC. Where I just don't think that's the case. He's he because um, it would hurt us in free agency. I mean, his contract costs so much, but if we Cut him now. I think his dead cap hit would be around a million something, so it wouldn't hurt the team as much. Um, mm-hmm. Quentin Dunbar, he had nice, uh, he had a couple of nice plays this year, and he surprised a lot of people. A lot of people thought he, he was doing well. Um, there's a possibility that he could be our starting quarterback or Fabian Moreau. But I think if you if you go in free agency and not one of the big splashes that we've done in the past, get a a solid quarterback, and in the draft get a solid safety, then I think that is probably the better way to go about this than necessarily the Chase Young pick. Because there's a chance we may have to use that number two pick on the offensive lineman, maybe Andrew Thomas inside of Georgia or someone. We definitely need uh offensive line more or offensive needs than we do on the defensive end. And even on the offense, I mean we have some, you know, some top guys in, in Terry and Terry McLaurin and and Steven Sims who surprised a lot of people coming out. And I think we can build on that. But the only way to get to the ball obviously is the offensive line. The running back position, I mean we have Adrian Peterson who surprisingly just does not get older, does not show it at the very least. And Darius Dice, who he shows flashes, but we don't know if he's gonna stay healthy. So there's a chance we have to address that during the uh draft as well. And taking Chase Chase Young just because that's the best guy on the board may not be the smart decision, and, and to be honest, picking Chase Young seems like, especially with the history of Daniel Snyder, seems like it's something yeah, that yeah. Snyder would do, right, on draft right. day. Say, I want that guy. He's he's the he's the shiny one, right? He's, that's the mm-hmm. that's the car. That's the the foreign car that I want. Instead of actually addressing the needs that we need, and I think just from you know what I've seen from Rivera in the past couple of years that he'll make the right decision, that if Chase Young is the guy to pick at two, then he'll do it. But if we need another position, which there's a a huge chance that we will, I think he'll go in a different direction. I think some Redskins fans are going to be upset at that because, you know, everybody is is clamoring for Chase Young, um, seeing what he did at Ohio State. But sometimes the smart pick is not necessarily the one that everybody wants or the popular one.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's uh, sometimes the one that is maybe the number 30. Like, the the person that is not going to always get the look, but the attraction of social media, but the person who can uh, come in and do the job also. And that's a really good point, Isaiah.
2: And something else the Redskins can do with that number two pick is they could trade back for more picks. You got to think about it. There are people in positions like the Dolphins, right? Everybody thought they were tanking. And they ended up winning, what, five games, which put them back. The Dolphins may need to trade up. And what they got so many picks from other teams this year that if they get that number two pick as well and slide us a a couple seconds in one of their first, I mean, that puts us in a better position. We now have more. We would now have more picks in that first round. And we would have finally a second round pick in this year to help us try to build maybe that offensive line or maybe get one of those DBs that we need. And I think, to be honest, unless uh, something changes on the offensive line front right now, because I haven't heard anything on any of those guys resigning, I think this, that might be the smarter play than to pick Chase Young.
1: hmm And also just looking at the Redskins and what, what happened earlier if you know, how Daniel Snyder came in and he fired coach Jay um, you know, a lot of people thought that he fired the wrong person, that uh, Daniel Snyder should have, been, should have been the one to actually be fired and be the one to leave.
0: We talked about that, Isaiah. I think that, you know, Dan Snyder, he's an owner. You're not going to get an owner to quit or be fired. You can't fire an owner unless they do something that's against uh, the character clause of, of the, uh, the league. So I, I don't see him going early. anywhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, like the Clippers' former uh, owner. Unless he does something like that, he's not going anywhere. He can play Jerry Jones all he wants. Uh, the problem <laughs> is, is Jerry Jones has a lot more money, and Jerry Jones has a lot more accuracy than Daz Snyder and I has. To say, a little bit
2: of a better uh, success rate than Snyder as well.
0: Oh yeah, of course, of course, but he wants to play jerry jones we have to allow that but what i will say about dan snyder is he made a conscious effort he heard the fans who said that any coach who's coaching this team has to be dan snyder's coach he literally made a decision that okay this is going to be the coach's team in my very opinion by him hiring ron rivera before he hired a gm and he still doesn't have a GM or president, he said this is Ron Rivera's team.
1: Right, and that's, and that's been a big point, right, and that's been a big point that he's made that Snyder is not standing in his way. He's allowing Ron Rivera to come in, do what he needs to do, and he's not protecting anyone, and, and I think that's, that's something great that you need to have to give trust because having trust is everything to build a team.
2: And one of those guys who, I mean, had a hashtag going for what, two, three years now of Bruce Allen the people wanting to fire him, uh, Dan Snyder, that was one of his, you know, that was one of his top guys. And he stayed around for what, since two thousand nine, two thousand ten. And every time the the Redskins had a bad year and it was because of the way the rosters were built, the way that head coaches weren't, you know, gelling with the front office, and Dan Snyder wouldn't fire him. But yet Mm -hmm. when this hire comes, Bruce Allen's out the building, right? A a lot of guys in that front office that were there for years are out of the building. And Ron Rivera has brought his own guys with him. And I think that is showing a little bit of a restraint from Dan Sider that we haven't seen. And truly since he's, since he's hired the team, you know, he's, he's wanted everything his way, but, and I know one of the things we talked about on the podcast last time I was on was that we're going to have to get a guy that can work with Dan Snyder. And I think it's technically gone in reverse. I think Snyder has realized he has to work with the head coach, or at the very least let the head coach work independently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, there was rumors about Rick Smith, the, uh, the Texans uh, executive, uh, possibly being hired for the GM until he hired Ron Rivera as the head coach. Which I think would have been a, a great hire, right? And one um, and Mike Alana talked about having Ron Rivera in as a minority coach. You would have had also a minority GM in the league. And I'm not sure we've seen that uh as in the in a front office and a head coach in the same team in the NFL in a while. So that would have been well it would have been great. It once again it showed restraint by Dan Snyder saying, Hey, you know what? this is Ron Rivera's team right now. So let's let him make his decisions, put his team around him that he wants. And then we, you know, we set up that front office and then Ron Rivera is going to be in that process as well. And that's also putting everything on Ron Rivera as well. Right. So if something goes wrong, it's on Ron Rivera. He said that in his press conference, like, you Mm -hmm. know, if if guys do things my way, like that, I want it. if, If it goes right, then that's everybody gets to celebrate. If it goes wrong, I get to take the blame for that. And then that showed accountability on his part, right? Mm. He's ready for, if this goes down like Chip Kelly and and now he had power in in Philadelphia, he's ready to take the blame for it. And I I think showing that accountability up front for the fans is great. And then also just seeing that restraint from Dan Snyder and saying, you know what? This is your team. Coach it, put it together, and I'll trust you. I think... That should get fans excited. But, like I said, I don't want to be too optimistic because Dan Snyder has has tried to show this face, not necessarily with the actions, but with what he said to the media in, in past years that, oh, I'm stepping back, oh, I'm stepping back. I think this year he's somewhat showing it, but we have to, like I said, Ron Rivera has some check marks to make to make sure that this rebuild goes right and give Dan Snyder some of that credit.
1: Exactly. He's coming in. He's showing ownership. He understands what's happening. And he's taking accountability. I think that's amazing. But just going back to diversity, you know, and that's still a big problem that we wish that we could have more diversity in the front office with coaches. The fact that Rivera is the only minority of five new head coaches hired this offseason is, it's interesting. I guess we're making improvements, but there's still so many more improvements to go. Um, in talking about a new GM, who do we think could be that person?
0: I think that Rick Smith should be looked at again for that GM I don't know if he will because of the fact that he was looked at and he was talked to and they went with Ron Rivera and didn't hire him Um, but as far as as far as diversity goes I don't think you can count Ron Rivera in that quota because he was already a head coach so I don't think anything was added nothing was really lost but I I, I honestly thought that Eric Biennemi would have been a great guy I not not to take anything from Coach Rivera, and not to take anything from Coach uh, Beinimi. I think that those guys have shown themselves in this league that they can they can go the distance. enemy has put together a great squad over there with Andy Reid. I don't know if Andy Reid wants to let him go. That that might be why he doesn't currently have a job. Um, but when it comes to the lack of diversity, I think there just has to be more awareness put on some of the coaches out there because you're not going to get an NFL head coaching job without the celebrity
2: that is true and, and just to come back to the GM thing and I, I think it possibly could be Rick Smith again and then if you if you really look at it I don't think a lot of people are talking about this the Redskins I'm not sure if they have ever had a minority head coach I mean, I, I have to really go back and, 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 and double check that. But I think Ron Rivera is the first. And especially in this day and age, that's, it's kind of weird that that has not happened before. And then they almost had not only a minority head coach, but a minority GM, which I, I'm almost certain that's never happened. So Dan Snyder and Ron Rivera has a chance to really change the image of the redskins you know after the draft and they when they start to look at the gms that they want if they pick rick smith right obviously you don't want to just go okay let's hire him just because he's a minority but if you look at it he's been able to basically turn the the texans who were a 8-8 perennial team for the first couple of years they were in existence to a team that's a playoff contender right a team that didn't pass up on Deshaun Watson when Dabo Sweeney said, if you pass on this guy, you're passing on Michael Jordan. Um, Basically, (laughs) making moves to help that offensive line when they needed it, right? Getting Laramie Tutsal from the uh, Miami Dolphins. Making moves that you need to as a GM to improve your team. And I think the Redskins have a chance to change their image. I mean, historically, obviously the name uh, has had its own controversy, right? The, The name of the team. And the history of of the head coaches in the front office, you have a chance to really change something here. You've obviously moved Doug Williams, who was the first black quarterback, to to win a Super Bowl. You've moved him into a player personnel position where he answers straight to Ron Rivera. Now, if you hire that GM, Rick Smith, and you have a black GM, you have a, a Hispanic head coach, you can really, especially with success, because that's also going to matter. You're going to have to win games as well. You're going to be able to have a chance to change the image of this team, not only on the field, but what they do in the front office as well, and possibly change the way teams start looking at who they should hire. Because, if, I mean, if Dan Snyder, right, in the Redskins, a team that has been universally looked at as a, a laughingstock, Let's just be honest. And now they've dealt with situations. Yeah, literally. You hire uh, a minority head coach. You hire a minority front office. And you let them run it. And the owner, right, the white rich guy, he steps back and let the minorities run his his uh, his team. I mean, at some point, other teams have to start looking at that and saying, wow, we may be going about this the wrong way. Because at the end of the day, Um, These, this league and and every other professional sports league is a copycat league. I mean, and and if they have success and and they're able to do that, and let's say they do hire Rick Smith as the GM, I think that's groundbreaking not only for the Redskins but for the NFL.
1: Right. And as we know, we've seen about the name. We've talked about how they're a laughing stock time after time, especially this season. And the name alone is just so much stereotype. It's so mistaken with genocide. Um, the fact that just the word Oxford Dictionary, if you look at the word "dread skin, it's dated, offensive, and the fact that this is the name that you want to put as an NFL team name that represents a a place, represents the nation's capital, its home. We need to do better. We need to we need to go back to the drawing board and pick a different name that defines who we are. Who we are, and where we want to be in the future.
0: Yeah, there's a complex history there with the name, but I think that yeah, you you guys are right. Rick Smith and Ron Rivera together, a black GM slash president and head coach, would be groundbreaking, and, and the Redskins definitely have an opportunity to do that. I think that the the most difficult part of that. I'm just saying. I'm saying from a a perspective of can Rick Smith do the job? Not necessarily just the color of his skin. Can Rick Smith do the job? The issue with that is free agency is very dry, meaning there aren't a lot of superstars. There are superstars, don't get me wrong, but there aren't a lot of superstars to go around. So you're talking about moneyballing it. And if you're talking about moneyballing it, you maybe want a guy who's used to doing that. So you, want a guy, you have to look a little deeper. A guy who has experience. Because, like you said, there aren't a lot of black GMs or presidents. You need to find a guy who has the experience because of the fact that, yeah, we want to do things and, and change the culture, but the Redskins are down and out, and they won't be able to change the culture if they lose half their fan base because they have another losing season. So you might need to look at a guy like a Nick Cesario from the Patriots or a Mike Braganzi from the Chiefs. These are guys who have done it where they have picked teams up. Well, the Patriots have been up. But Nick Cesario, he's been a part of that process. He's seen the team. He's seen how it works when they, they go after lower draft picks or not high profile guys and turn them into consistent game players. Or you have a Mike Braganzi for the Chiefs who... With Andy Reid has taken that team to a whole new level, or even uh, maybe right. a, a Joe Tor- Joe Hortiz for the Ravens, who sat up under Ozzie Newsome, and Ozzie Newsom is a is a genius, a black GM, who who got it done, and who has pretty much along with the Patriots presented the blueprint of rebuilding a roster.
1: Right. And don't get me wrong, I mean you can put somebody in the GM position and they might not be a diverse candidate, but if they are willing to make changes and want to put make sure diversity is on top of their list, then that's fine with me.
2: I think that well, first I'll say I understand basically that, that uh that viewpoint of it. And I think I, I do believe that Rich Smith kinda he fits in that role because at the end of the day, the Redskins have made, like I've said before, the splash hires in free agency. And when you look historically, that is not the way you build a team. If you look at the, right, the Packers, the, the Steelers, the Patriots, right, the teams that you see in the in the playoffs constantly, the teams that are, are constantly year in, year out, usually th- thought of as the, the perennial teams, those teams build themselves through the draft. They don't make the splash free agency uh, uh, contracts or, or hires. A lot of times when they're giving out big contracts, it's to guys that they have drafted, they have developed, and have earned those contracts. And when you look at the Houston Texans, you can see guys like that. You don't see a lot of the guys that, that they draft and develop kind of leave that building. And I and I think that's that speaks to what Rick Smith has done. And, and you, you could call it money-balling. I, I can get that. But I, I just haven't seen a team that goes out, specifically the Redskins, and go and make that that splash free agency signing year in and year out, and it's worked. The what has worked is the teams that that do it through the draft. And, and right now we have so much talent on the team, and, it, and I, obviously it doesn't show because we just had a three and thirteen season. But you look at those guys that we have and, and the numbers that they are actually putting up. I mean, really, it's coaching. If we can get those guys to work and we can get the right pieces around them. I mean, Rick Smith could be that guy to do it. We could also have someone else from another team possibly come in to do it, possibly promote someone within the organization. I just think right now with the talent that we have, as long as we can develop and use them in the right schemes, like I think Jack, Jack Del Rio was going to do with that 4-3 and Scott Turner was is going to do with that, with that offense, I think the Redskins are in the right position. But right now it's about putting the right players in the right place. And putting the right people in front of them to make sure they're doing that.
0: The Redskins, yes, they had a they had a pretty tough season, a terrible season. But the reason I won't just cancel out the season, and this was a this was something that was a point raised to me, is that the Redskins were always competitive in these games they lost. And like you said, no. like like we were just talking about, yeah, we need to get some pieces. We need to get offensive line. And we need to get maybe another wide receiver, a more seasoned wide receiver, um, some linebackers, some DBs. But the point is, is that this team has fire in them. And they have um, the makings of a contender. And I say that to say, like, we're we're not just going down. Um they have the ability to that if they get a couple more pieces, they get an offensive line, they utilize Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, you can be looking at a playoff team next year.
2: I mean, I, I don't dispute that at all. I mean, one thing that I've heard a lot of people say before is that um, when you look at right, the 49ers, who just had a horrible season mm. the year before, I think it was 4-12 and the year before, right, when Jimmy Garoppolo had head towards ACL, and then said that that team had talent around them. I mean, when you look at the defensive line, other than Nick Bosa, most of those guys were there, and they were first-round picks like the um, first-round picks we have. Look at Eric Armstead and and some of those guys, Forrest Buckner. Those guys were there beforehand. Richard Sherman was there for a year, so a lot of those DBs were drafted by the 49ers. Um, They obviously made some acquisitions at linebacker, but even Quan Alexander was hurt most of the year, right? So, I mean, they had mm-hmm. a lot of those guys beforehand. Um, on the offensive end, other than Emmanuel Sanders and Deebo and Samuel, those wide receivers were there last year. They just missed a quarterback, and they, they added a defensive lineman. So I think that's why some people think that adding Chase Young probably will help. But when you look at it and you look at who was leading those teams, right? You have a guy in... And Kyle Shanahan, who was actually an ex Redskin when his father was the, uh, was the coach, um, you have John Litch, a player, uh, I mean, a, a past player GM, and they built that team the right way through the draft. It took them a couple years, and it's finally, it's finally clicked with everything that they've done. And I think right now, uh, I'm not saying that we could do this in a year that we're, we're going to turn around and, and be in the NFC Championship like the the 49ers, but I think all it really took was putting the talent together and having someone knowing what to do with that talent. When you look at Jay Gruden, I mean, historically he was a offensive guy. He and I and I'm not saying that he's a bad coach. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a head coach again in this league, but I definitely think he could be an offensive coordinator in this league. He was a offensive coach. Um, He left that defense to – I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, excuse me. Greg Minoski, who was probably the worst defensive coordinator in the league for, what, three years in no change. I mean, that tells you right there – Jay Gruden, he was a good offensive coach. That doesn't mean he was a leader of men. It doesn't mean that he knew when to, okay, I need to make a change in my staff. And I think Ron Rivera, when he was in Carolina, one, he was a defensive guy. So any holes in that defense, I mean, it was going to get fixed. But when there were times in, in Carolina where stuff didn't go right with the uh, with the offense, I mean, he made changes, right? He, he made the – he knew – When things needed to be done, I mean, he he spoke with his coaches. He spoke with his players. He was very close with his players. I don't know if anyone's seen the the documentary series where they follow an NFL team every year. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but they followed the Panthers last year. And if you just saw how he handled his meetings, right, how he handled his players, it was a level of respect that was there. It was a level of, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be done the right way. And I think when you look as a contrast to how the Redskins were run, right, and how nonchalant Jay Gruden was, and and how basically he wasn't much of a uh, a authoritative figure, and how that can bog down a locker room full of talent like the Redskins. Mm. I think having a guy like Ron Rivera will have an immediate impact and once again, like I said though, he does have that checklist of this offseason to try to get through. And there's a chance. Yeah, we can't be we can be competitive next year. There is a chance we can have a winning record next year. Um but it's it's gonna be up to him on how he does that
1: and let's not forget that this team is majority made up of young players and the challenge sometimes is figuring out that these that these young players might be a standout in on the college level but when you play in the nfl it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game and i do believe that Rivera will be able to connect with these young players allow them to reach to their excellent allow them to peak especially in this season. So it will really be interesting to see how, you know, he understands that there is a player behind the helmet and behind the pads because Rivera has always been an outstanding uh, a player, a coach, a person and for him to connect to the younger folks on this team.
0: All right, you guys. I want to leave us with one final question. I don't want to keep everyone too long my final question is mccarthy with the cowboys how do y'all feel about that
2: i mean you know as long as he doesn't have massages you know during practice and meetings hey <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'm just saying like i read that bleacher report i still remember that bleacher report uh, article that came out about mike mccarthy after he got fired
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To be honest,
2: and I and I, I know people have come out and denied that, Aaron Rodgers has denied saying some of that I mean, that's any of that stuff happened. If any of that is true, <laughs> that that how the Packers, you know, those last couple of years went down and the Cowboys decided to hire him because he what? He took a year off and well not took a year off, he was fired and didn't get hired for a year and he watched some tape. And he he must have wowed them in an interview. And they've really right. denied everything else that was happening within the Packers. I mean, I don't know that that's the way to go. And I mean, hey, at the end of the day, that's the Cowboys. So, I mean, I'm happy <laughs> if they want to make a dysfunctional hire. But when you look at it, you have a guy like Dak Prescott, right, who has the talent to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And he showed that this year with one of the top offenses in the offenses in the league. Mike McCarthy pissed off and basically made a Hall of Fame quarterback think that he was incompetent. What do you think he's going to do with a young, talented quarterback in Dak, Pros- Dak Prescott? Well, I don't know. Right.
0: If Dak doesn't get a max deal, he might be walking. <laughs>
1: But I just going back is that you know players, coaches, everybody involved with the NFL, everybody's looking at you, and that your personal decisions—it's not personal. It's it's what it affects the team, it affects who you are, it affects everyone around you. So you have to make sure. But if he is going to help out the Dallas Cowboys, because we all know that the Cowboys need help, especially for this season coming up. Uh, you know allow it to happen and you know keep a close eye on him but you're right Isaiah that there is other talented people coaches out there that they could have hired yeah.
0: <laughs> all right guys we'll leave it there as always it's been a pleasure thank you for being riled up ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to riled up subscribing and listening it's always a pleasure. Again, we're riled up to bring you the hottest red skin topics with a twist. I'm Tiffany. I'm with Alana and Isaiah. You can hit me up on Instagram at TTA Legend. That's T-T-A-L-E-G-E-N-D. And Alana, your Twitter.
1: Alright, and I'm Alana Barefield. So A-L-L-A-N-A-B-A-R-E-F-I-E-L-D. Yeah,
2: you can find me on Twitter at underscore, underscore man of the hour. That's M-A-N-O-F-T-H-E-H-O-U-R.
0: All right. Thank you guys so much. Remember to stay riled up.